baby Today's the day I break 80 Want the ball to draw But it keeps on fading No OB and no bogeys I gotta keep it on the 80 It's the gold Did yeah, you hit it on one Straight up the gut, baby Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy So punch out the rough and tune to break 80 Break 80 This is episode 53 of the Break 80 podcast. Stouds here, joined by live enthusiast, top 100 Tim, and the golf purist, short-sighted Mike. I think we're going to have some great chat tonight as we've got what a performance by the live player himself, Brooks Kepka, um, coming off, getting his fifth major. And I think, um, you know, the time is right to give the floor to Tim. He did pick Brooks this week. Um, we have not had a winner for, for a very long time. We we got hot for a while. We've been cold. Yeah, so Tim, if you want to, if you want to take a second to boast, um, not only, and by the way, that he did pick, and this was the one, and, and we probably should apologize, Mike. We did laugh when he picked Bryson DeChambeau. He, we'll talk about, we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about this later in the pod, I guess, about Bryson, but. <laughs> Give Tim oh. his time. He's horny as hell. All right I can, his, guys are, all, his, guys, his guys showed up. <laughs> all I can say is one, two, three, four, fifth, fifth. <laughs> the fifth one out. Oh, oh he just yeah. he came back hard from stroking guys day two, and uh, it's <laughs> good to see that. the boy on top. Some of the best lines from a, a golf tournament, right there, and and so many meme worthy uh, events happening over the weekend but it was it was great to see the the archangel the villain the brooks kepka back in the winner circle again after injury after debates of if he's if he's making the right choice for live if he's ever going to be competitive again is he really a major killer does he have what it takes does he have the mental stamina and he put that to rest with what i thought was a really good closing round on on sunday so a big shout out to brooks um especially baby on the way so the the whole family has to just have uh have just an energy around it um or a lack of energy as as there's videos of him and his blue smash t-shirt uh trying to chug out of the wanamaker trophy so uh, i guess it's not that that easy to drink from um but a hell of a drinking vessel I'm sure without this PGA championship check, they'd have a tough time buying diapers. I'm sure, you know, and, and baby wipes. I'm sure they're struggling. Well, I mean, yeah, it was it's tough because I he probably had to take out a, a little subsidy to match his normal winnings from from you know the live. <laughs> well, I'm just <laughs> glad he didn't win yeah, a little bit shortcoming. He he's probably he's probably, you know, he's a smart enough guy that he didn't win win in Australia on purpose because he couldn't bring half that money or actually couldn't bring me any of that money back home with yeah, all that. Yeah, that was hilarious. I love it. He's it's probably happen over like, and over again too on these on these world tour events. He's looking like Happy Gilmer, like, where's where's my big check? He's got a big check. Where's my big check? So well, I will say that I'm really excited to hear some wild takes on recency bias of of Brooks winning this. I'm sure Tim's, you know, he might be the next. You know, Jack Nicholas overtake him on majors kind of thing. So we'll see where how wild this gets and where this goes. But he's got to be major talking point um, number one. Uh, I just, 
on Sunday, I recorded a video. I just thought um, that, you know, he he had taken second in the Masters. He had put himself in a spot where he was winning and leading the majors going into the last event. I just feel like he's a guy that typically I know he's had a lot of, you know, second place finishes, couldn't take down Phil, couldn't beat Phil. A couple other majors, he couldn't close them. Tiger Masters just, here. Yeah. And, and, and so I, I just felt that he was going to, re, you know, think back to those times. And I thought, you know, I think he's really going to close this one out. I think he's got the right mojo. He's, you know, we talked about his confidence was one thing that he didn't have, but I think that master's performance that he can do on the biggest stage again was everything he needed to get back to the winner's circle. So he returns. We're going to talk a lot about um, just kind of him as I think he's actually evolved over, over time here from, you know, even though he's back to, to winning again, I think his, persona what he's shared with the media has changed from what he kind of used to sound like and I think the biggest thing and we'll get into this a little bit more but whenever you get an injury and you get um kind of at your low point you get a different perspective uh you change and and Tiger's gone through this right Tiger has not he's kind of got more of a laughy you know buddy buddy now with with people you know when you see the lows of the lows like, uh, and I don't want to call Brooks being the low of the low, but for him, I think it probably felt that way just because he was at the top for so long at the, you know, winning all these majors and, and now thinking that he can't compete anymore. And we'll talk about, you know, I think Mike kind of posed a question, you know, even going to live, uh, you know, just, I think it's great for golf to see him back because I think at the time he was winning those majors, you know, we have not seen kind of a dominance like that in our modern time where, you know, people are winning majors, like, you know, handing out candy. I mean, he was just, and not only that, he was doing it like he basically said he was going to do it. I mean, he just had this mentality that not a lot of people had. So I think it's great that he's back. I think we have a lot of talk about him because he does give a, a lot of talking points with his golf game and his words and things like that. So I guess we'll just leave it open to the floor. Things that you takes that you have about Brooks, things that you, want to point out um, could be anything from the golf to things that he had said. Um, anybody want to chime in on that? Well, I, I was going to ask, uh, cause he, he had an interview and he said at the end of the interview or towards the end of the interview, I did something different this time. I, I recognized something I did last time and I, I changed it. I made sure that that wasn't a factor in this last round. And if you notice Jenna wasn't there, I'm wondering, and I want your take <laughs> oh, on this guys. Tim. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering. Do you have to ditch the wife? I, you guys are both well, <laughs> stay engaged. Home. You're you're married. It's a Tell big to tournament. Stay home, Jeff. You're about to go into your final round at Monty. Are you like, you know what? I just need some alone time. Yeah. I need a good night's sleep. Yeah, you know, I can't yeah. parent Bro- right now. Brooks, Brooks, and I are we're in a similar position going into the final round, <laughs> trying to win. Buddy, here's four right? million dollars. I'll be back yeah. tomorrow. I was trying to get that $150 purse of club cash, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeff, what was, what it was, it was the Minnesota four. It was, uh, net one division. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And, uh, wife thought no, about coming wife and kids thought about coming for the run out on 18. The thing is, yeah, exactly. The thing is I can't even explain to her what this even means. Like, I think, <laughs> I think like, honestly, I it think, means everything, honey. <laughs> on it, but but if you're not really an ultra competitive person, you might just not understand how much this you know means. Like she may not, Jenna may not honestly get 
what Brooks is really feeling down inside, how bad he wants it. You know, like you just may not understand that. And so I'm not saying, maybe Tim is saying that, you know, she wasn't there for that reason, but honestly, maybe he's taking it back to, you know, more business-like, like I'm here to win. Like I just got to, I, I can't have any other extra distractions. It's like people don't, you know, deleting all their apps. They just don't want to look and see anything and, they don't want, you know, any other things that's going to keep them off their focus of playing good golf. So maybe you're onto something, Tim. I, I did get asked this this weekend too. Uh, someone was like, well, do you, are you playing for fun? I'm like, uh, what do you mean? Like, are, are you just going to go play golf for fun? I'm like, well, no, I, the score matters. I'm, I'm trying to get, you know, the handicap down. If it's below a two seven, I can try to do us open qualifiers. And I've got, you know, this thing I'm preparing for. And they're like, well, when do you play for fun? I'm like, I don't, after seven beers, maybe I have no idea. <laughs> Once so. our match is over, then it, then, then the fun starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think with with Kepka, you know, I, I watched a decent amount uh, this weekend. He just plods around the golf course in these majors better than everybody. Like you watched him, you know, he, and he was hitting it well, and it was soft conditions on Sunday, but. He, he he hits it to the proper side of the hole. His proximity to the hole was super close, but like you watch Rory, there'll be like a front right pin and he'll, he'll hit a, with a wedge. He'll miss it. Right. You know, he'll flare like Brooks would just hit that same shot 10 feet left and take his chances making the 10 footer. Like he, he doesn't ever seem to miss it in a really bad spot that puts him in a terrible situation. Like he just hits it better for whatever reason you know, he's just a more consistent iron player, especially in these majors for whatever reason. I know the driver gets a little bit, a little bit wayward. Uh, I did again, he did again Sunday a little bit, but he got it back into position, you know, where he could get up and down or whatever. And he did, he just seems to kind of like, it's a little bit of that old school tiger mentality. I'm just going to play it safe, you know, around the golf course and kind of eat up the par fives. And he just doesn't make any big mistakes. But yep. when you say, no, I, and, and, I and, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, like, when you say playing it safe, you know, we all get this idea, like we're playing, like, you know, we're, we're trying not to make mistake. We're playing tentative. He plays it safe with aggressive swings. Like he's yeah, still like, this, yeah, yeah. He's still like, he's not like, you know, because when, when I, I have this same thing, like when I'm trying to play like, you know, the right shot, like I might not take this swing because I'm trying to be super safe. And then my swing is not aggressive. And, but he just picks a target and rips at it. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a conservative target and an aggressive swing. He just doesn't, and he yeah. doesn't miss, he doesn't miss to the shitty spots. Like Rory does like Rory was like a fucking yo-yo man. It was like birdie, then bo- hit to a terrible spot, bogey and birdie and bogey. And, and Brooks just doesn't do that. He just, he just keeps it in the right positions. And then when he gets the putter going, like he did, you know, he's going to have a lot of chances. God, he came out hot though. First, first, what yeah. three, four holes, I think. I, and he he missed a birdie putt on one of them that was all of ten feet. He just looked red hot coming out of the gates on Sunday. Uh, so so much fun to watch. Terrible, terrible coverage. It was so hard to to work through the ESPN app into some of the coverage on on TV and so many ads. Um, Although I guess they didn't cut over for a Penn and Teller show, so that was yeah, that was a benefit. That's a little bit bigger than the than the CW, but I think it kind of the rain on Saturday was really fun to watch. Like it was so fun because that rough was so thick. 
those guys when Thomas Peters is is like topping three woods that go like ten feet. But first of all, why is he hitting a three wood out of that? Like, what is I don't know, his Phil, actual odds to actually get a good one? Phil Mickelson hit a couple woods out of that stuff that were unbelievable shots. The one was crazy, it with sunglasses on in a rainstorm. I can't um, even get my three wood. What is going on way. with his eyes? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, the part that's shitty about it though is. The course on Friday was starting to dry up a little bit. It was going to be almost like, I don't know if it would have got like U.S. Open where it's on edge, but it was going, those green complexes, it was going to be so much more difficult with it firm. And then when it, when the rain went away and it all, and it cut the drop a little bit, it was actually quite easy for those guys. There was a lot of, there was like 465s. Like they, they were throwing darts on some of those holes out there on Sunday. I would love a psychologist to, you know, and I know he's given us a little bit of insights on his major mindset and his major formula that he has to to be able to go and perform like he does, but like to sit down and, and actually really talk to him, how he's able to perform at these events that are so blown up and they're so big and coverage everywhere and how he's able to you know, have this mindset where half the fields are limited because of this and the other fourth is limited because of this. And I just need to, and basically I think what he said is like, I just need to hang in there. Like that's all I need to do. And if I just hang in there, you know, it's almost like I'll just get lucky and start making some things. And the next thing I know, I look up at the leaderboard and I'm right there. Like he doesn't try to do anything out of himself. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about with Rory. Like, Rory might have this mentality. I have to eagle this hole because it's the only hole that's gettable. You know, he might have things like that where he puts extra pressure on himself. Where Brooks is Brooks might just be like, "All right, just got to put a good swing on this one." You know, just start with that, and then he goes with. You know, he might next, but whatever he's doing, it's a formula that needs to be researched by psychologists because this sport is not that easy. He can't yeah. just go out there and win another major, and he's already competed in the Masters. You know, second place didn't mm-hmm. perform great, but I mean, this is, I mean, it's, it's didn't, pretty didn't perform great on Sunday, not, not great on Saturday, not good on Sunday. So world golf rankings up Brooks Kepka better than Rory McIlroy right now. No, well, better player at the moment. Yes, of course. But, yeah. but the, the world, even if there wasn't live, like the world golf rankings are like this, it's like a two year process that it takes forever to climb up, up them. Like if you've been hurt, like he was like, let's say, he does, okay, well, here's a question. If he doesn't get hurt, does Brooks go to live? 2019, he was right there in the Masters. They dunked one on 12 into the water. And then he got hurt, what, 2021 or something? 2020, he was there two years or so, he was hurt. If he doesn't, if he doesn't get hurt. But wait a second, know, when, was, when was the PGA where, he, where, he, where Phil beat him? Phil, that was 2021. 2021 okay. he was right Kiowa. there then he then he got yeah. hurt and yep. you know that's kind of like the netflix show it was a lot of woe is me you know i can't play well but like when live comes with a big offer with some money when you're sitting there hurt and banged up and you don't know if you can if you can do it anymore i i just wonder if would he have went if he was healthy i don't you know think about that at the time if the majors are everything and you weren't sure if you're going to get to play majors when you are you know, and live, would he have went? I don't know if he would have. See, I bet, I bet they sold it as a bill of goods that yes, you're going to get to play the majors because they have 
options to get into them, right? To, as far as your world golf rankings, because the idea was when you entered live previously, everyone thought they were going to keep their world golf rankings or else they wouldn't be suing for them. Like it's a surprise. So I, I would bet that they sold them a bill of goods when they signed contracts saying, yeah, you'll, you'll get to play the majors, which in, in someone like Brooks Kepka's eyes is perfect. Oh, I get to win one golf tournament a year on live almost guaranteed without much effort take a focus on my practice, have more time at home, make more money, and then also just focus and attack the majors. I think that would be the uh, kind of the perfect setup for him. Well, it, is, it but, is because he's got the bizarre, the most bizarre thing ever is he's won more majors than normal tour events, but he was on tour, which is just crazy to think well, about even. Well, they were they were asking about the Ryder Cup, and he's like, well, if I just go first, for, you know, I think this is after the Masters. If I just go first, 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 like I'm in, like that's that was like his. That's what he said. Like in the major, I mean, if I just win, win them, I'm in. Like, well, so like I mean, that tells me right there though. Like he he that's that's old Brooks. Like that's I'm all I gotta do is just win a major, okay? You know, or and then he goes and does it. Like it's like not many many guys can can back up how he acts and how he what he talks about. Like he actually does. You know, when he's when he's healthy. But I will say this. And, and and you guys can maybe disagree, agree, but I think one reason why I thought he was kind of a big douche is because of how he used to act in front of the media. Like, I don't care about golf. Golf is just something I do. I don't really have, I don't even know who won yes, last year's major or whatever. You know, he kind of had this whole, like, don't really care. And he was winning majors, but we all know that's a hundred percent of a lie from what he was acting like in the Netflix that cares. He couldn't even just sit there. It was stirring in him. You could tell like he's just literally, he couldn't even sit still. He didn't want to hang around Jenna because of how bad this was really upsetting and bothering that he could not perform what he's used to performing like. And he well, started what, what to get... Was, what was his first win? Was that Aaron Hills or was that Bell Reby? Uh Aaron Hills, I thought. No. Yeah. Yeah, he beat, that was the, that was the Justin Thomas three-wood, three-wood. Okay. Yeah. One. Because they do a video segment. They do a video segment. It's if anyone is looking for something to watch on a rainy day when you can't golf, uh, the U S open mini films are excellent. They're 50 minutes long on YouTube, but they are interviewing him at the very start. And he is talking about how much it means to him, where he's been from, right. Coming from the, the challenge tour, Right. I believe he came from the challenge tour. He did in yes. Europe yeah. and grinding and grinding and grinding how important this was to him and finally getting to this major and everything that it meant and all this work. And then fast forward two years after some of these major wins and you've got this reemergence of this swagger and this new Brooks that doesn't doesn't practice unless it's before a major and all the other tournaments don't I like matter. that part. <laughs> but but you he he kind of puts on this persona, I think, to to make himself a character, right? And that's that's what we're seeing again is he's he's now this cartoonized Brooks Kepka that is this this villain, this villain of the live tour, almost the savior of the live tour, to be honest, but this villain of the live tour and the the masters that that'll come and show up in any major and and possibly win out of the oh. darkness of the night. I think with the, when it comes to the Ryder Cup. Um, if he does anything at the next two majors, he'll probably qualify. Like he'll be in the top six, I would think. Like if he gets to top five at Los Angeles Country Club or Hoy Lake, he'll have a second place, a top five, and a win in majors. That's got to get tons of points. 
because he's got to be think... t- he's got to be he's got to be top six to be in there. And then if that's the case, then then they have a little bit of a quandary because if you let him play, even if he qualifies. Now you're gonna be looking. Now you're gonna be like, like okay, we've, we've let these guys play all the majors, and now they can play the Ryder Cup. You may have more defections. You know, you never know if they're gonna throw a bunch of cash out there. But I say let him play if he's earned it. I think. Yeah. I know I, Zach Johnson. I think said basically it'll be up to like the six players if you know. But I don't think Brooks has an issue with those guys. Like I think he's a pretty. <laughs> like I think I think Bryson, and we'll get to him later, is genuinely hard to be around, probably just because of his personality and stuff. But I think Kepka, you can pair him with anybody in match play. And like, who's a better guy to go over to, to Europe where they're going to be riding you than him, you know, cause he doesn't give a shit. Like he'll, he'll, he'll embrace people booing him and all that stuff. And, and he'll just eat it up and have a chip on his shoulder and probably play better. That's what he does. Yeah. If you want one partner to stand on a tee box, like yeah. in pressure moments and just get confidence from it's who, who, you know, who would you have? more than him like it's just like dude i'm standing next to brooke Kepa. he looks like he doesn't he's not phased i'm not phased let's play you know like yeah. that would be huge but i will say like i think he has already shown some personality changes through this like his newest stuff that he's talked about he's not you know the old brooks might have been like haha you know one another one you know you know bray or whatever like he just but he's more of uh yeah i did this for me i just wanted to believe that i can do it again you know like he's this perspective gaining that he had going through some of the downs has shown me that he's kind of coming out and merging as a little bit, you know, I know Tim has talked about that villain character, but I think it may not be that. I think he might actually start getting into a softer side of people um, that we actually currently know him as because, you know, let's be honest, you know, he's, He's Brooks. He's a major guy. He doesn't care. You know, all these things that he's said and done in the past is, I think, evolving to a new guy and not really the villain. And you actually, remember? I saw a video. I, I just saw a video of him hugging Rory. Yeah, yeah, I'll text this. Yeah, like something they're hugging and say, hey, I'll text you soon. And yeah, I'll catch you next week. You know, it's like. That's what I was going to say. He, you know, he lives in Jupiter, you know, or whatever with those guys. I'm sure he sees them all the time. But you know, there was that rumor a few months back that he had regret. He's regret. He wanted to get out of live and go back. Mm-hmm. And, and he played it off that it wasn't true. But I think he gets. You know, there's always the villain aspect. I think he gets along with those guys, and I think he kind of misses that. You know, like I, even though he doesn't do well normally in like those normal events, they're much more competitive than the live. I, I'm sure he sees the live events as like this most the most non-competitive thing. You know, I'm sure part of it misses it. Like, ha- it has to. Because, yeah, you're right. You watch them, like, when they show him walking after rounds back to, like, the, he's talking to the other pros, like Rory, and he's he seems very chummy with those guys. So I think he probably misses it more than he, t- more than he leads on. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I think it's just something to, to monitor, kind of to see what, you know, it's going to be fascinating media going forward as we – get hyped up to the next, you know, major and things like that. He's going to well, be the center of a lot of it. And how is he not the favorite? Like he, he did well at the masters. He just won a PGA championship in basically oh. us, us open style conditions with the rough. And he's won two at us opens before. How is he not the favorite coming up here in a, in a month or so? I just wanted to bring that point up right now is, is it, you know, he, he likes to win on these beefy, big golf courses, you know, where, you got to hit really strong, you know, for him, like a six iron a lot or like, 
you know, is that, is the setup, is it, is he winning a little bit because of him, but, but does the setup favor him? Like he just, does he only win kind of on a similar kind of golf course or not? I mean, the masters is set up very similarly where it's like a lot of, a little bit more beefier, you know, iron precision. Um, yeah. I don't know if Bell Reeve was that beefy. That's an old school, so? old school kind of country club. I mean, Aaron Hill. I'm just long. remembering that four Shinnecock, iron that he hit. Yeah. I remember Hill, that four Shinnecock. iron, but that four iron that he hit. I'm just remembering that that yeah. pure four iron to the back flag to like four feet yeah, when he had that's to a have standard. It. That's a standard long par three on some of those majors, you know. But like I know two, it's like a 230. It was like a 230 yeah. yard par four, and he just said, "Sorry, sorry, Tiger, whoever else was chasing him." So Tiger was there, yeah. He has been well. He's been good in New York. He's won three of his five majors in New York. Beth Page, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, big boy golf courses, and he's, you know, that's his kind of thing. So Which LACC a- will be new, you know, people haven't really seen it much, but I'm sure it's, I'm sure they'll beef it up for the U.S. Open. And if it's in L.A. and it doesn't rain much, they could get that place as dry as they want, probably, and as fast as they want to play. All right, I want to bring this up. So we talk about Brooks's performances at majors, right? And this was a, a tweet. I think I retweeted it and then I posted it. This is comparing Brooks's career in majors up to his this point and then Tiger's career in majors. Um, as far as winning percentage goes, Tiger's at 16, Brooks at 14. Top three finishes, Tiger's at 28%, Brooks is at 25%. Top five per, or sorry, top five finishes. Tigers at thirty six percent. Brooks is at thirty nine percent. Yeah, he. And then top ten finishes. Tigers at forty five percent. Brooks is at fifty percent at top ten in majors. Sure. So yeah, it is. I mean, it is. It is historical. I mean, what he does in this modern game because there's. I, is yeah, I don't know. I wish they could break those numbers down to like Tiger post all of the drama and get that out of there. Like before the drama, like his his percentages had to be way higher. Way Cause higher. He had that because t- Tiger had that run, you know, where he didn't do shit for like he played all the majors but didn't do anything for many years. But like Scheffler has to be on that kind of pace too. He got second. Yeah, again, mm-hmm. like he's got to be at a super high percentage in some of these majors, you know, in the last couple of years, he's been on tour also. So I don't know the big dogs step up in these big events. That's just how it is. All right. I got, a, I got a question to pose both of you real quick. Okay. This is, this is kind of a recency bias test. All right. You have, you get to pick one guy to win you a major in 2024. One right now, today, at this moment. And if they don't win one of the four majors next year, you don't get to play golf for 10 years. Like you put the clubs away, boys. Ken, fucking so yeah, you're, I'm holding you up to basically like, dude, oh, basically a gun your head in a way. Like you, you don't get to play golf for 10 years. Like this is, this is something you need to think deeply about. Who's that one guy that you would put your clubs and you're playing on the yeah. line? I've been riding Christian Bezadenhut a lot. <laughs> oh my god, Joe! <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I can pick him in this in this category. Um, I next year I'm not, I'm riding Scheffler, man. Like yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I mean yeah. he. I know Brooks won. Scheffler, if he could have made some putts again, he would have been one going away. Like he was so good again. He's got 
what, what what did I see? He's been top twelve like fourteen straight events or something like that. He got second at the U.S. Open last year, won the Masters last year. He wasn't he top five at the at the Open Championship. He got he's like he's always around the leaderboard. It seems like like he's got to have the highest percentage of chances anyway. Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent, Scheffler. Okay, hundred, hundred percent. I would say just, there's probably yeah four potential answers, and that that's one that has to be well Brooks, Brooks and Rom too. But I, we keep seeing Rom kind of either he's very much in it and dominant, or he's just not. He's just not. Something happens. He just doesn't have it that week, which is weird for the former world number one, now world number two. If uh, yeah, I mean. If, if Brooks shows it again in these next couple events, that might change my mind. But Scheffler's on like a two-year run now of every single major. He is right there. You see his name on the leaderboard on Sunday, every single one. Like he's always there. So that's how I, I would think... just go with chances. The probability of him winning has to be mm-hmm. higher. They're not they're not expecting a kid either that I'm aware of. <laughs> like you just don't yeah. know what's going to happen. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. And I, I bet Rom, I bet the Rom family decides to have another one in that year span. So now, now Rom has two kids and, and he's just going to look more like a dad who deadlifts like 415 pounds. But um, there's just there, I think there's less variables with, with Scotty Scheffler's whole life rather than, than the other two. Not to I speak ill of their I games. The, I would say, those those three were the were the obvious ones. I think the only other one that maybe could be considered, and, and it would be more risky, which in this case nobody wants to risk putting their clubs away for 10 years, but is actually, in my opinion, another live player. I think it's Cam Smith. I think yeah. for whatever reason, I just feel like when you put the money on the line on a major and you need to see a golf shot hit and you need, and you need to, to perform with some pressure, I feel like he just has that mystique you know, about them. Whereas some of these other, you know, we would never even touch the name Rory in this case. Like there's no way that you could even consider him. Cam, Cam even if you go through the top five, JT, no, Spieth, no. I mean, there's so many guys that you can eliminate immediately because you just no trust. I'm going to tell you right now, and we'll talk about him in a little bit, but I would maybe put Victor Hovland. He has never won one, but he has been in contention. He, he's going to win. Like he was there. He was there at this one, the, the open last year. He hits it so good that he's always in contention. At some point, he will break out and win. I don't know if it's next year, but he didn't back down. He shot two under yesterday. Like he didn't, he got, and that's what that terrible break on 16. He played great. Brooks mm-hmm. just beat him. Like he didn't, he didn't blow it. So I think Hovland is getting to that point now where he's always up there. It seems like he's there. Not will he win? I don't know, but yeah. I, Rory, well, I think, no. Rory was yeah. so all over the place. Like, he actually hit it great with irons. Driver was just all over the place, which for him has to be clicking. Otherwise, he's fucked. But he said it. Like Rory said that he does not have his. And this is this is how talented Rory is. He's literally came out and said, "I have, do not have it this week." And he still finished what? He he basically admitted, "I don't really know my golf." Yeah, he finished top ten without having really a clue where his golf ball is going. I mean that like. The thing is, all these guys are so fragile, even Brooks. I was watching something last night on the Golf Channel, and they had Pete Cowan over his, like, swing, you know, one of his coaches. And before the final round, he he went over to Pete Cowan. He'd been hitting on He goes, oh, something just doesn't seem right on my swing. And, you know, like, he's already in his own head. Mm-hmm. And Cowan goes, looks fi- looks great to me. You're fine. And basically, he had to tell him to toughen up a little bit, according to the Golf Channel. 
But like, you think about that. This guy's just clicking at all cylinders. It seems like, and he's got he's he's he still is kind of like lacking a little confidence, and his coach has to say, "You're fine." Kind of like we have yeah. to talk to like high school kids almost. It's it's, it's kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, I don't know. I think I you know you got to spend a lot of time on Brooks just because it's such a fascinating you know turnaround from where we were this winter with him to where we are now with him. It's just been incredible the progress that he's made and shown mentally and physically. And if he stays healthy. All right, my next question before we move on. Hold on. Another... I've got one I've got one thing to okay. say if if Scheffler doesn't win. If he doesn't yeah. win and Mike and I have to hang up the golf yeah. clubs, does break 80 become break 80 where Mike and I have to go out for wood bat baseball and attempt baseball. to throw yeah. attempt to throw a pitch harder than 80 miles an hour, which you can probably do. No, you can, can break 80. It's, it's got to be less than 80. No, I think, I think yeah. we become more of like a, almost like a wide world of sports. What are they up to this week? We go, you Pick know, a ball. this week yeah. they're playing shuttle, shuttlecock. They're doing all <laughs> kinds of stuff this week. <laughs> you guys have expanded horizons, I'm sure. But, um, so my, I guess my question that I would pose that I think is natural for anybody to ask is, you know, this, this is hypotheticals, but where do you think now this is granted if he stays healthy, health is a big thing for, for anybody in any athlete, but um, if he stays healthy, what is he? 33? Yeah. yeah. He's something like that. He's not very old. 33. How many majors does Brooks Kepka get to? This is recorded. So 10 years down the road, we can, or 10 years, 15, 20 years down the road. We can oh, always look man. this up. Where do you think he gets? I'm going to go conservative. And I'm going to say eight. Eight's conservative, huh? That's three more. Three more. And you got to figure he's got at least 10 good years if he's healthy. Mm. That's 40 majors. What's his perc- What's his winning percentage right now? Six to 14%? I think so. That's what it was. That's about, yeah, three, I, or I, four. I, That's about okay. three or four. Tim, that's about three. I I got love for Brooks. I hope he gets to ten. I hope he starts, you know, scratching, scratching that double digit mark. And as uh, as a thirty three year old myself, um, ten years looks a long ways away. Oh <laughs> uh, man! As somebody who's almost ten years older than you, it's not that far, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and are you going to make? Oh, good you point, gonna... Mike. You're still swinging it. That's true. There we Was go. That... You're the proof. You could still swing a golf club as an old man. Yeah, absolutely. With those habits of yours, Tim, are you going to make another 10 years? <laughs> uh, do I want to? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the next question you got to ask. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I guess if you put, you know, if you ask me, um, I'm kind of somewhere maybe, you know, I was thinking seven. Like, I just, I think about, you know, where's golf going? You know, in the next 10 years, where's golf going? And, you know, these, these young guys and how, how the, the youth is growing up playing constant tournaments where they don't have the feeling of pressure as much. And some of these young guns having success early. Um, so I, I think seven's a number for me, but I can, you know, if you got more than seven, I wouldn't be surprised, I guess, is the way I'm looking at it here. In this I'm point. thinking future U.S. Opens here. LACC this year, we don't know. Pinehurst. I don't know if he's a big Pinehurst. If his, if he's a Pinehurst guy, but then it's Oakmont, big boy golf course, and Shinnecock, where he's won the U.S. Open before. Uh, Pebble, Winged Foot, big boy golf course. You know, Oakland Hills in Michigan, another big. He's in the next eleven years. There's four where, if healthy and playing like he is now, he would be the favorite probably. 
and those four. You know, I don't know if like if you're going to make him the favorite at Pebble or Marion or some of those, but that are coming up. But he's got to be a favorite on some of those. Yeah, I mean, he's got the formula. It's not only just big boy; he just knows how to approach a major week. He knows how to prepare. He knows how to think. He knows how to, you know, step on a tee box on a Sunday and look, like I said, I think I tweeted this, like he just looks like he's playing a practice round. Like he just, there's just not a, a single, even when he hits a bad shot, he went to the water on holes that, um, where you thought, Oh, here it comes. Six. Was it six? Yeah, he where he could, ra- he could unravel he here. Shot. I think he made bogey, but his next shot. Yeah. He made bogey. Cause yeah, he, he may have, but he had a leg putt it to get you know he he didn't have a very easy par putt because he he well, it was a par four and he went in the water so then he hit it and actually the pin was way left and he was just a little bit right of the flag which i thought was uber aggressive after going into the water um and then he makes five and just you know what that's fine and then he makes another bogey that's fine comes back with a birdie so i don't know he's got whatever formula is down and and uh i don't know it'd be interesting to see if and we talked victor already I think because Victor keeps knocking on the door, hopefully he's kind of gathering, you know, as he goes. And this time he didn't really quite falter where he did on, you know, at the 150th open, you know, with Rory, he and and, and Cam Smith. I think um, once, if he can get that first one and he gets a taste and a feel, I think the floodgates open with Victor Hoffman. I think his mentality is great. His attitude is great. His demeanor is great. His ball striking is elite. I know his short game gets a lot of crap, but I think it's improving. And not every golfer, golfer is built for majors. Okay, look at the Cantleys of the world. Can top 10 in them, but who's ever really wondering if he's going to win? Besides, He's, not, he's another guy way. where one, he's not a guy. That, that's, he's, if once he wins one, he could go on a tear like a Scheffler tear because he's always up there. You know, it's just a matter of. For yeah, but guys. he hasn't. But he hasn't like he hasn't even contended in one. Like, yeah, he backdoor top ten again this week. Yeah, but when has he ever had the pressure that Victor's had on him? Oh, Victor's he been in the last thing. final groups multiple times. You just don't know until you're, until you're in that situation and you and you and you pull through and you and you do it and then and then you see there's been a lot of guys in tour history that were kind of slow starting into the career. And once they win it once, then the floodgates open a little bit. And he's so talented. Cantley is that, that he could do he it. Is, he is, but you know, I'm thinking of Max Homa, Sam Burns, Billy Horschel. I mean, they're not like, you know, top, I guess 10 guys, but they're, they're all guys that have won quite a bit on the PGA tour that never show up in major outside of outside of Hovland, two names, I think going forward could potentially be a roadblock for this. Um, one, I know he struggled this year is Colin Morikawa. He he's won, he's won two majors already. He's won the open and the PGA championship. His, his iron game typically translates anywhere. Uh, you know, so you would think at a U.S. open, he'd be good. You'd think at Augusta, he'd be good. So we'll see what happens. The other one that's kind of sneaky, if healthy, Will Zalatoris was great in the majors. You know, he lost in a playoff to, to, uh, JT, he lost by a shot to Fitz Fitzpatrick at the U.S. Open. If he's healthy, second at the Masters, second at the like he's a he's a problem for people in the majors. If he if he's healthy, he's a big You're game. Not... He he kind of has the Brooks mentality. Like he he has new shit in the old PGA Tour events, but the majors he's always right there. But now he's I been out for the. You're whole missing year. the two Camerons too. You're missing the two Cams. My, my boy Cam Young, where was he at? Yeah. He missed a cut. 
He, I, but he had. I feel like he had a strong start of around there too. And he shaved his beard. I, well, never, never do that if you, you don't have the face for it. But, uh, <laughs> but Cam Smith as well, another strong performance in in another major. So the the two Camerons could really be uh, two powerhouses yeah. for the Masters moving forward too. And and Cam Young in particular is going to be very good at big boy golf courses. Yeah, uh, I just think. Like you hit the nail on the head, Jeff. There's so many good young players. I think it's going to be harder and harder and harder to ever have that like Tiger-esque kind of like a guy that just dominates all, all the time. Because I think there's going to be more and more good players. And if tech, and with technology, you don't have to work the ball anymore. You don't like there's like Tiger, you know, would just go out there with irons and sling around little little stingers and whatever and never have to hit driver i, I don't you can't do that anymore you got to get up there and, and rip it you know and 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 use the technology to your advantage which these guys do mm. the only the only thing that you can't quite prepare for is the weather that's the part yeah. that that's when you get to see the real and that's why we got to see it saturday some of these guys did not want to battle in the water in the rain you know they were kind of in it and you know, I just didn't have the the fortitude uh, to battle through it, and and I don't know. It's just it's that's the one thing that you know. What's nice about having golf outside is you never know what you're gonna have to play in, and it's just how you handle it. And, block party um, shot seventy, and that's kind of what I was kind of get to before we get to the block party. This the second main event, I or maybe some people think the main from the sounds of it, the main event of the. He was the, the bigger tournament. story than than. Well, Percy. we'll find. We'll, we'll we'll hear about that. But was there any other? things whether it be the golf course whether it be another i guess we you know bryson him's just showing a flash of something this week was not beyond, a surprise at all i'm not, not a surprise, surprise for tim but for you know me what? i was like wow he actually stood up and st- stayed there the entire week but you know what he could do there i thought about this on sunday when i was watching actually saturday when it was wet he did what he did at Wingfoot. Like, like you I watch said, Bryce, did you listen you watch, to my podcast? You were both there. <laughs> you watch Bryson play. You know, he still hits it pretty far. He's still pumping it out there, even though he's skinny now. There was a still couple of times where he was he was way off the grid, but he was far enough past the trees where he had a clean shot and trampled down areas. Like, multiple times it happened. It was kind of like, like when he won at Wingfoot. He just hammered out there, and if I'm going to be in the rough, I'm going to hit a wedge. It sounds like playing against Mike. Yeah, right. It's, right. I'm coming in with a seven iron. He's got a wedge in from the rough <laughs> with a better angle of the green than I got. You gotta, you gotta get that distance up, Jeff. Gotta, gotta get that distance up. We're all chasing it. I'd, I'd just like to point out three out of the out of the top ten. Now there's a big tie for ninth, but out of the the top ten, three live players. You had Brooks obviously winning it, Bryson and Cam Smith. So really. The powerhouse of Lib, but a, another really strong showing by the guys. And as you two like to point out, oh, Lib, they got the best guys. I think they proved that. Yeah, they have some of the best players in the well, world. Of course they do, but 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 at the same time, shouldn't they show up then? Like they're they did getting show paid. Up. I know they do, they have, but they're getting paid a hundred and what? Dustin Johnson's getting paid a hundred and whatever million dollars to be one of the best players in the world. Shouldn't he show up when it's time? He I, I, like, played terribly that last round. Terrible. Like, I guess yeah, they they should show. I mean, they did. There's no no doubt about it, and they did at the Masters too. They have, but at the same time, they should because they're being they're being dubbed as the greatest players, and and some of them are the greatest. You know, they're some of the best players in the world. But they so they should show up. Like, there's no reason not to. Then, the craziest one was Siwon Kim. 
<laughs> who's the, who is the worst damn player to live? He's been the worst he just, every he time. Need, he needed a harder course. Cut, <laughs> he needed makes, a harder course. Literally makes no maybe, sense. Maybe he just always places fortieth, no matter how big the field is. <laughs> Tim, maybe he needed, maybe he needed an easier golf course. Yeah, That's kind yeah. of what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I know because Trump Bedminster is, is, is <laughs> well. No, it's, it's like it's like my theory. I only show up for the tough ones to beat Jeff. Right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you're a big boy golf course guy. You are. Yeah. I'm like more of a muni little podonks that I can be. It bring so. me to my triangle. You guys stay in the triangle. Stay in the Bermuda triangle. All right. Well. Triangle. Yeah. Well, let's talk, Mr. Mike Block, the PGA. Um, professional, not a PGA tour player, but just a, a PGA guy that works in works on golf swings and helps other people. And, and as Mike likes to say, you know, the guy just doesn't practice very often and finds a way to slap his golf ball around and play the game of golf. And I think we, I kind of tweeted this too. Like, I think there's a lot to take away from this. I think all of us feel like we need to hit a thousand balls a day and feel like we need to feel a hundred percent ready for a tournament and, and be ready to perform. And cause if I don't, I'm not ready. And it's like, you know what, in reality, when you step on the tee box, you just have to find a way to get your body comfortable enough to hit a golf shot. And that's basically it. And trust that you're a good enough player to hit a golf shot that is required for you to hit. And if you can get your body to do that, you might have some success. Ibuprofen does does wonders. Yeah, e- e- even uh, if you shank one, way right. <laughs> um, so. yeah, you know he, I believe, said he hits about one bucket a week. That's about it. Um, but man, he, you know, everybody's gonna everybody's gonna remember the dunk for the ace. But he got up and down from some absolutely sick spots on 17th 18 like those unbelievable up and downs um jim nance will say the best up and down he's ever seen i mean <laughs> what a story he was the he was the biggest story like brooks played brooks winning is big story you know anytime somebody wins but brooks played pretty well at the masters and brooks has a track record of playing wealth majors this guy is a teaching pro who got top 15 at the fucking pga championship which Hasn't happened forever. Now, granted, he plays a lot. He's he's won like 40-some Southern California chapter events. He's a good player. But uh, it, it's remarkable because you're playing against guys who this is their livelihood. They practice all day long. This is what they do. Like, like normal people, eight-hour jobs. They're doing that all day, every day. It's it's just unbelievable to me. I, I did I did think of the – because people are trying to find analogies for what this is like, and they're like, well, it's your local – YMCA basketball player coming out and playing for the the Lakers. It's not it's not that. This guy has legitimate talent. But I did find an analogy that works. It's like our governor, Tim Walls, coming off the bench of teaching history or whatever he taught. <laughs> he taught history, yeah, he did. To the to the governor's <laughs> mansion. Like, oh, we finally made it to the big leagues. Here we go. Should he it's be like there? My buddy, some would my say buddy, no. Um... Some would say he shouldn't be there, but you know. <laughs> yeah, like like last summer, my buddy being like an eight handicap winning the club championship, like nobody gave him a chance. But here's the thing: like the reason why I think Mike's correct in this is because we see majors all the time. Like it's like it's the same script. It's you know every, but if you get one little wrinkle of something different happening outside of what the majors all are, it's like a breath of fresh air because we're used to really good players coming down the stretch trying to close out a major. And that is intriguing. That's dramatic. And that's fun in itself. 
But if you add a something else to it, that, um, you know, a feel good story that is succeeding or something like that, that actually gives it a little bit different, um, I don't know, different feel. I don't the words not feel, but yeah, just something different to be entertained with. And it's like when he dunked that, well, first of all, I don't know if you guys, um, no laying up thought Randy thought it was a conspiracy because it just it disappeared. Yeah. Somebody ran out there and just pulled <laughs> Somebody a little more. <laughs> he thought it was a conspiracy. <laughs> so 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 and Tim, that was right down your alley. You know, conspiracy that's like, hey, we gotta give block an ace here. He's it's you know, he's kind of faltering and we yeah, gotta get yeah, him he's getting these balls in the top twenty. So those bird drones. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> so so he comes out and just dunks an ace and, and all of a sudden and then and then he goes like as, as like as Randy was saying, he's like he played it off like oh oh I actually made that like did that go in like you know kind of playing it off like that like you know acting and and so anyways that was such a cool moment I think we were on the text chain with somebody or if it was an Instagram thing but like that that got all the feels going. Well, I think uh, isn't it like a perfect example of. I don't know if you want to call it like the power of positive thinking, but that guy, you listen to him. He was so gracious every round. Like they'd interview him. He's like, oh man, I'm just so excited to be here. Like this is the, this is the day of my life. And the next day when he shot 70 again, oh man, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> so excited. Then the third round, he's already the low PGA tour pro. He's like, oh man, this is one of my like life goals to be the low tour pro or low PGA pro at the whatever I'm, you know, I'm so thankful for everything. It's like just the whole time was like the most positive mindset of all time he's he's crying at every interview he's yeah. like so he's like so yeah. gracious and it was it was like the most positive thing ever <laughs> it's like the the one upper he just kept one upping himself every day it's like he yeah. just kind of, <laughs> the personal <laughs> one upper yeah he just did it to himself i think that's the only appreciated one upper can you imagine in re- if you go by the you know one of the dumbest rules in golf like unwritten rules now this is coming from a guy who doesn't have a hole in one is is you, <laughs> that the guy who makes the whole one buys drinks? What dumb is that? It should be everybody buys drinks for you. But can I you agree. imagine if you, the actual bar tab? If you made a whole one with that set kind of crowd and they all went and bought got drinks, oh my god, half this two hundred eighty eight thousand dollar paycheck would be gone. There were seventeen dollars a beer uh, there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've seen a more Brooks comment than uh, him walking up to Block and and going, "Well, I hear drinks are on you tonight, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And it was just like, you know, the, the last few holes that he was playing, you know, just watching like Rory smile, like seeing him do what he's doing. And like, you know, just the appreciative Rory's caddy's just like, you know, like, God, this is amazing watching this. And, and the fact that he played with Rory at that time, it's just, I mean, that guy's, I hate to say it, but he might just hit the peak of his life and, oh yeah, and everything else is downslide from here. You just can't match that. So it's like, Hopefully he has a mindset of I'm never going to be able to get back to that. It'll be interesting because he got the exemption to to Colonial. My he guess did, is yep. he lays a pretty big egg. He's coming off quite a high, but you never know. Well, he's got he's got the Canadian Open too now. Yep, yep. But I was but somebody was asking me today at a golf meeting. He's like, "Well, do you think he'll raise his rates to more than 150?" I'm like, "No, he's going to make all of his money now on like speaking engagements." You know, he's going to be, people are going to, companies are going to pay him to to come and talk about, you know, stuff. And I'm sure they were talking about this on PGA Tour Radio tonight. Some of these private clubs in California pay a lot of money 
Like they, they go, if, if some, if some private club calls and offers you 500 grand to work five months out of the year and just so they have your name on their freaking club, you know, you have to listen to it. Don't you? Like, I know he's the small course guy, but like, Holy crap. If Cypress point comes to us, Hey, you know, we, 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 we were thinking about you for uh, our club. Don't you have to mm. listen? Like, I mean, a lot he, of he, live parallels here. Yeah, you know it I'm really going. is. But like, but like, <laughs> you know, he, besides the 288 grand he won, I mean, he's going to have some life changing opportunities coming up. I'm sure, you know, even if he keeps his, even well, if he keeps the same job, like what, he's going to be if, a corporate speaker. But for what sure. If, I'm just asking this right now. What if what if Liv reaches out and says, <laughs> Let, "Let's take the American story and just rip it from everybody's hearts and Ooh, say, can't you, come to can't the dark you side. See, can't, you, can't, you the dark see, side. Uh, can't you see some Sultan in in Saudi Arabia texting Greg Norman? Where were you in this one, dipshit? <laughs> <laughs> How did you miss up on this? <laughs> oh. I mean, we we see that a lot in pharmaceutical sales. That a smaller company comes up with a really a new groundbreaking molecule takes the risk on it and then uh, a large company ends up swallowing it after after it starts to to kind of take off so yeah let's go live let's let's go let's go make it a block party <laughs> well i mean the thing is is the guy has personality you know if it would have just been that some helps. guy who got up there on camera and he was just kind of monotone and boring it wouldn't have been nearly as big of a story but he's got a great personality you know to go along with it he's got a great story because next monday him and his son are both playing in the USGA uh, mm-hmm. sectional qualifier. Oh, speaking of it, guess who's uh, guess who just qualified for the U.S. Open? Who? Sergio Garcia. Oh, uh, did he get in? Nice. He's in. He just oh. went qualified, baby. Live, laugh, no, he must be in. He must be going to sectionals. No, I yeah. thought was it sectionals? Yes, because sectionals they, is that longest day in golf next month. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, or no, Here, no, I'll, two I'll look it up. Now or something. I'll look yeah. it up. Okay, it could be. It could yeah, be. He's down, I in, just kinda, he's down in Texas, right? I quick, I quick just read something. I didn't really didn't see here. Yeah, they play a thirty-six hole sectional qualifiers. Um, Sergio Garcia, a good player. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so our into the U.S. Open. It says our into the U.S. Open via qualifying in Dallas, Texas. I'm just reading exactly what Monday Q says. Huh? Maybe. I thought there was. It says it says he has a list of people are into the U.S. Open. Oh, maybe via qualifying in Dallas, Texas. So why didn't they have to do the the long day of qualifying? I don't know. I'm just so. I don't know. Apparently Sergio's in. I don't know what they did differently. Twenty fourth consecutive year. Wow. Well, or good for him though. Hey, the, find a way in. He lives on. 66s. So I don't, uh, cool story there. Anything else from wrapping up the PGA? Anything else you want to take note on? Uh, shout out to Victor Perez. My guy, my guy from France showed up again. Cause he's great. Quietly shows up. Yeah. Nobody really notices him. I'm here for to be honest. He's the man guys. So, all right. Well, just a couple things before we move on. I was going to say uh, just things in golf general. Uh, Rose Zhang just actually won today back-to-back NCAA titles. Probably the greatest woman collegiate golfer, amateur golfer of all time with those stats. I mean, that's that's incredible too. So yep. shout out to Rose Zhang. That is some amazing golf Um yeah, it'd be interesting to see kind of where she goes from here and how she performs at in the professional ranks and going forward. I think there's a lot of good professional women golfers too that 
you know, aren't going to want to want to give their titles away. So we'll see how she, uh, she hangs with the big folks. So, um, so do you think with, else? um, what, what is it? Is it, is it NIL money? Is that what we're, we're classifying the, the acronym now for college yes, sports NIL. dollars? Do you think that the NL, NL, NIL money kind of similar to, to women's basketball, right? I think we're probably going to see uh, college women's basketball yeah. players stay around because the, the, income price lower once they get to the WNBA. Um, do you think that's the case with, with women's golf or the, the purse is big enough? Right. Like you're talking well, about like, like Caitlin Clark and that An- angel Reese were making like over a million dollars in NILs were the highest mm-hmm. paid WNBA players, like 300 grand. So, I mean, maybe think, somebody's willing to pay Rose Zang that kind of money, but, but you got like night, you know, you could get sponsorships from some of the, I don't know how, how much, you know, goes into that. By the way, this is kind of a little bit of a sidetrack. Have you guys seen the movie Air yet? Yeah, I saw it twice. You saw it twice? Yeah, it's great. Great movie. Okay. Okay. So I was gonna say, kind of like, you know, going up like just that that's a great movie to see the insights of how these crazy things come about of who they want to target to, Mike, to be the Mike sponsor. is so ready to start the apparel line. I know. I want <laughs> here for break eight. I'm all about it. Like so, the funny thing with that guy? movie is Sonny Vicar Sonny Vicaro. We know at the end when they talk about Ed O'Bannon and the whole NCAA yeah. lawsuit, he went to Adidas. That was when he was with Adidas. He was the guy that was going around with like all the college coaches yeah. and getting in trouble. Yeah. Crazy. So, um, well, we'll do two more things here as we wrap up the week. We're going to just spend very minimal time. We got the colonial coming up. It's like anything else. Like it's, you know, we've had golf overload this week with a major and it's like trying to follow that up. Is not, you know, we don't want to dig too deep into the to the the tournament, the PGA tournament this week. So we're just going to basically make picks. If you guys want to talk a little bit about the golf course, I know Mike, you're kind of a, a big fan of that style. It's a little bit older, um, not modern, yeah. more it's not decently my, it's not fun my to kind watch. Of, not my kind of old though. It's kind of old. Too, too it's, a, it's a Perry Maxwell. Yeah, but it's like a flat Perry Maxwell. Like it's Dallas, Texas. They don't make hills. I know, but like I like the I like the Maxwells and. I like a little like I liked like Oak Hill. Andrew Green did a great job of restoring that. Like those bunker faces that got that got Hovland and Connors. Like Oak Hill showed out big time. Like that's my kind of golf course. Like there's distinct, distinct architecture there. The green shapes were amazing. You know, that like there was that place was awesome and they should have a US open. Uh Colonial, yeah. I mean, it's an old tree line. It's a nice course, doesn't really do much for you visually. I don't know. It, it's fine. Kind of boring. Yeah, I don't think anybody's like saying on their bucket list, I gotta go play that golf course. You no. know, Perry Maxwell's no. got way better courses. You, you could just go play Monticello Country Club and get the same vibe. Yeah. Saturday, one <laughs> man's Thanks Saturday, one man, one man's yeah. travel, baby. Yeah. We'll, we'll tell you, we might have to talk about that before we wrap up today, just to kind of see maybe do an over under on what you think you're gonna get. So let's uh let's do our picks. We got one pick to make. Gotta um, be a little week, off the wall. It's yeah, I can't just be like the you know Scotty Scheffler picks this week. That's just you know, too easy. Um, somebody that's just a little bit different, you know, it doesn't need to be, it, it's not an elevated event. So we're not looking at the top 10 players in the world while playing in it, but just somebody that maybe hasn't won yet or won in a while um, as a pick. So anybody want to start with their pick? Go ahead, Tim. Well, you guys are going to dog on it because, Oh, it's, it's a major player, but I'm going to vote that he's not, he's, he's, Fallen from grace and is like a Rory. One of those reasons we need to reevaluate 
what it means to to be on the top of the world golf rankings because Colin Morikawa, although the stats, the stats, uh, the approach to green are are good still. He just, he hasn't done anything for a while. Although I think that this course very much, much suits him, uh, it being narrow tree lined with small greens. Uh, but I, I think that he makes that, that qualification for our, you know, not a top player right now. Um, and in the power rankings, as you guys go through yours, if you stick with what you've, you've picked he's the uh the somebody's opinion on the power rankings (laughs) yeah 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 he's the most he's the most poorly ranked on these power rankings so last time i checked uh top tenning at the masters is you're 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 still hitting it okay you know that wasn't that long ago mike michael or uh, michael block just uh top 15 come on yeah i know he did which was a great story but and if you would have picked michael block we would have better better audio equipment tonight gentlemen if i would have picked michael block the top 15 um i was gonna say i feel like murakawa is putting even more pressure in his iron game because his putters hit on this from what i, love, I can see i love that he goes he goes he goes pencil on short putts and, and conventional yeah long putts. It's, doing both. it's not good it's not good. So, like, if you're a really good iron player and you have to be even a better iron player to make a birdie, that's a little bit too much pressure on your irons. Is my... I did show up for the meet today and and our our number two and I'm not going to mention names in case in case the team's listening, but he's got the um he's got the uh, right hand right hand high today or left hand low, however you want to say it. Left hand uh, low. for his yeah for his putter, and I go, is that is that what you normally do? He's like, no, I started doing it yesterday. I'm like, okay, it's it's the conference today. It's a conference match. Is today the day you want to try something new? He's like, yeah, I was rolling putts fine. I'm like, were they coming off square? He's like, yeah. Like, okay. I talked my number four into pencil grip, so he's rolling the pencil today at the meet, but I saw him three jacks from six feet, so. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. Wow. A lot of confidence to draw back on there. <laughs> so, Great um... coaching. Great men- I'm a great mentor when it comes to putting. <laughs> um, well, I just want to, I'm going to go next and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go off of what Tim is because he's got a really good ball striker. I'm going to follow it up with a really good ball striker playing like not off the charts. Great, but playing really well, kind of without really knowing, I guess he had one tournament. It kind of was in that in the heat of it, but Tommy Fleetwood just, crisp iron shots is what we think about when we think of Ty- Tommy Fleetwood sawed off finish sawed off finish hopefully he can get off the tee it just seems like everything's always connected you know we talked about connection like his body is connected to his arms which is connected to his legs which is connected to everything it just always has looked that way and that's why he is the player he is but I think his putter's kind of warming up I think the putter's warming up and I think uh, it's his week this week so Tommy Fleetwood he's ranked six and the power rankings. I uh, I gave great thought again to Christian Bazaden Hoot because <laughs> if he could just if he could just get it on the green, the guy can putt the eyes out of it. But uh, we won't go with him for like the tenth time this year. Uh, but we're gonna go with a guy who I think you know. He got a little big for his britches years ago. He was on every single commercial known to man. He was out there every every commercial break. He got multiple commercials. That slowed down now. He hasn't been on many other than that awful one with Gary Woodland. Um, that's big dick Rick to, to make us finally to finally come back and get a W. He's actually played very well this year. He's been up there a lot. 
He's back in the top 50, I think, now in the world rankings, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's played really well. He's mm-hmm. do, he's going to win again, I think. Butch Harmon says he's going to win this year. Yeah. See, power rankings, number 12. Colin Morikawa, with Big 14. Dick, Rick. Hell yeah. I think I think BDR is like, he's just that guy that can't put the four rounds together. Yeah. Like, he'd have three wins on live by now. Just oh, playing the three rounds. <laughs> that fourth <laughs> round. <laughs> the fourth round is just always getting them. So... If he can just find a way to not just be disaster on one of those, I think he's he's uh, he's is, gonna gonna win. This is the week. So, well, as we kind of close, let's kind of maybe shift focus to our own games. Um, I want to I want to put light onto my tournament this weekend. A couple of things that I learned from it. You know, I didn't play in like this intense qualifier versus the best players in the state. But what I did is I went into my round. I told you guys, you guys have a text from me. Before I teed off. And what did it say? Something what did like, I say? You're feeling good. You're feeling good about this. I feel like well. I'm going to play well today. I just had this feeling. I just told myself instead of saying, you know, some negative thing. I just told myself is I just have a feeling I'm going to play well today. I don't know why. I just, I'm going to go in thinking I'm going to just shoot low. That's my expectation. No, it, you don't want to always have that because it's hard to live up to that. Then you put more expectations on yourself. But I just had this relaxing cool vibe feeling like I didn't bang a ton of balls. I just rolled a couple putts. Like I just did had you, this feeling. Did did you ditch your wife and kids the night before? Um, What was my strategy on that? <laughs> no, I actually did not. Actually the day of, I went to my daughter's basketball game. Like I had a late enough tea oh. time where I could go watch her play basketball. Did you have and to bring her beer again for her? Yeah, that was, that's another story. But I, I honestly, I think that actually helped me because I didn't think much about golf. I had other things going on. If I think too much about golf, I get kind of in my own head. So Anyways, yeah, I shot a 71 under. I and I lipped out for 69. And I okay, that's kind of weird to say, but um nice. <laughs> I just I don't want to say I blacked out, but I just felt like I could make a par at least on every hole. And like I if I could just get on the green within like 15 to 20 feet, I was gonna make a putt. And I literally got called on the 16th or 17th hole. A guy looks at me and says, you are the best putter I've ever seen. Whoa, look but, at this guy. And that was, you know, that was like, dang, that's a good feeling. Like that, you know, I was rolling in and it's like I rolled in. And by that, I wasn't making like 40 foot bombs. I was just like, if I could get it to 15 feet, I just felt like it was going in. If I wasn't making it, I was just, you know, just hitting the edge and it was just going, you know, 10 inches past. It was just like speed was perfect. And when my partner said, I think it does this, I would do it. And it would go on that line where I've struggled with that in the past. It's like, I can see the line. I just can't hit it. I just, my putter's not going back straight. So anyways, I just want to say that I, I magically went to wild marsh Friday night on my own. And I found a little something on the green and that's kind of why I felt I was going to go low. There was a secret and I, and I'm not going to share it because I don't want to feel like an idiot talking about what I'm doing different, but there's this thing that I was like, man, this could work. And that's kind of why I think I had the confidence that I was going to play well because I felt like I was already hitting the ball decent if I could just roll some putts in. So it didn't turn to be that great on Saturday or Sunday. I think I shot 77 or something like that. But like even feeling like you didn't play great and you shoot 77 is where I was a couple of years ago. Like I would walk away with a 77 when I didn't play great instead of walking away with an 82 and feel like, how did I not score there? Like I hit this many greens this many fairways and it's like what happened 
So it was like, it was a good feeling to know that I didn't even feel like I played awesome, but I shot 77 and maybe I'm, maybe I'm on my way back. So I'm kind of happy and excited about that. Yeah. Broke 80. Yeah. yeah well, it's got to stay on brand. Um, and, and with that being said, Mike and I are playing in a one man scramble. We've never done it. It's a fun little thing because you can kind of see how low maybe you could go if you hit your best shot every time. Like it's, it's like you playing the, the it's your hitting the golf shot. So it's not like anybody else helped you or, and just to kind of see what you could, I mean, if you, you get two shots every time, which is not realistic, but it's like when you walk away and say, well, I did that. I, you know, probably I have it maybe somewhere in me. If I can just, you know, find a way to, you know, to do it one time instead of twice. But uh, Mike and I have a one-man scramble. I want to set the over/under on on what we think. It's a par seventy-one. On what we think Mike is going to shoot, it means that he gets to take two shots every time. Two tee balls, pick your best one. Two approach shots, pick your best one. And then here's the kicker for Mike: he gets two putts every oh, God. time. Just show me the line, baby. <laughs> if he can see his line, he can <laughs> roll down another one to see Man. what he does. So, what do you uh, set of that? I don't know. This is not my first rodeo in this. I've played in many okay. a one-man scramble, actually, at Foston so what, Golf Club in northern Minnesota. So what's your expectation? What do you what are you thinking? I mean oh, how many par fives are there? Four? Four. And I would say you like to think you at least birdie all of them. That's four. Yes. Yeah. I mean, realistically, um 18 could be an eagle hole, possibly. I mean, you might get an eagle. That's that's well. Yeah. I mean, you're plenty long. But two so of them, not... but but five is it four? Four? Fours? Fours are kind of a hard little. Four and sneaky... the one and the one over the water are both longer, right? Fifteen, yeah. But 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 for you, it's not it's not going to okay. be. I don't know what the weather is going to going to bring if it's, it's going to be, be eighty and sunny. Okay, so I would say that you know, out of the four, you'll probably have close, if not like a potential makeable chip on three out of the four. I would say hole four is just kind of a weird one because if you actually get too far, you're blocked out by the trees of getting over the trees. They it's kind of like a snake. Yeah, like you just a two iron down there with the first one, then yeah, swing out of your shoes the second one. You go with the well, wide. Okay, you could do that. You could yeah, until you swing out of your shoes and like just hits it like you know, something really bad happens. Now you're like, what's my next move? Because oh, you only get play. one shot. Um is one drivable with yes. two swings. We yes. got one. That's could be a should be a birdie, you'd think. I don't know. Like what what wins this thing normally? I would say Canada, somewhere around like ten, like you know, some guys that uh Streelman's old caddy. I don't know if he's playing. He actually played this last weekend, so he's probably Mike not Christensen. gonna play. Yep. So I don't know if he'll play and he usually, you know, shoots like a billion 12, under. 13 under or something like Duke. that. Yep. But other than that, it's like I think one year I almost won the gross. I think I took second and I shot like a sixty two. Yeah, I don't um, know. I mean real the putting the putting becomes the equalizer because even on longer that's the thing like you get a read you get to see what you get to see what happens the first time and adjust a little bit but you still have to make a 15 footer how many times on a putting green how many times on a putting green have you taken two putts at a 15 footer and didn't make either one i mean yeah for sure it Um, happens it's not it's not guaranteed yeah it's yeah i don't know i let's just we'll let's say we'll shoot for 10 under We'll 10 under. I think that's 10. a pretty good number. I, I'm trying um, to, I think seven or under or better for me is what I kind of want to try to get. Um, 
I, I, I just think when you play in these and I've, I've played in a few, I don't, I bet you I've played in 10 one man scramble events. Maybe um, you just, you know, you're going to make par, you know, hopefully, you know, so you're, it's just a freeing feeling when you can just let her, let it go off the tee, you know, or, or, if, or there's a couple holes, like I suppose, like five, you can hit an iron out there to the 150 and then try to hit some crazy high draw over the trees or, you know, yeah, like you can cra- try. there's yeah. crazy stuff you can try and sometimes get away with. So you get, you know, you get lucky and you, and you have shots that are way closer than you think. And I don't know, bizarre things happen on a one man scramble. The one year I I made double bogey in the one man scramble. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so, <laughs> whole fourteen is just stories for whole fourteen. I think I hit two water balls. It was oh, like man. lower bowl, and I hit one water ball. It's like, oh, now I really have a lot of pressure on myself. And then I hit another one, but then I followed it up with an eagle on fifteen, which is that one over the water. I yeah, made that's like a long a one. Forty foot bomb because I hit, I would drive her three wood peered, and then I made all the skin money. Cause nobody else eagled it. So I like whatever, I didn't even care. My score was at that point. It's just like, nobody eagled this hole and nobody did. And I walked away with cash, baby. The, uh, the big thing is, will I have the stealth two in the bag? I have mm. been, I was told today that there might mm. be a new driver head coming my way this week. We'll see if it pans out, but uh, do we throw it right in the bag? If I get it Friday. Oh yeah. Although we might be, <laughs> I might be playing. We, my my golf team is going to have a practice round at, on Friday now for sections uh, during the day. Yeah, which may, which you may took or my advice. The, which may or may not huh? the coach. The coach bringing the sticks <laughs> to show the guys around the course a little bit. Yep. <laughs> yes, you took my advice. I have mine on Thursday, <laughs> and I'm going to make gonna sure, check out the course. I'm going to make sure I bring my light Jones bag and I carry because I've been I've been harping on my. I have three kids who always use push carts, and I'm like, guys. Out of 40-some kids today, we were the only three on the whole damn boys' tournament with push carts. Can we stop this, please? Mike orders a, a motorized cart. He's just driving around. I was going to carry my bag every hole and just right in front of them in their push carts. I'm like, I'm 41 years old, kids. Come just on. Just making the kids so. carry the bag. <laughs> well, I was just going to ask this to Timmy before you wrap up. Anything, any... Um, Huge news. You know, well, Huge I was gonna say, news. I was going to say news. I was just going to say any, any like uh, highlights or takeaways from your trip out um west i know that we kind of talked about you doing it but is there any like takeaways like you guys have to play this course it's you know whatever i i i've talked a lot about just the deal that sun river was but really the hospitality that was there the the acreage that they have because it's both a um condominium a uh real estate so full homes mansions down to condos all available for sale but then also the resort side I, they have i think 62,000 acres of land uh, sun river itself is pretty much just owned by the resort and it's it's an official town that's named in oregon so clearly massive not, property. Used properly if they don't have enough golf courses well they i mean they've got uh what they've got three 18s and a, a nine holer and a putting green so um and they're continuing to build out there, but decent golf. I played woodlands and meadows from the tips, both around 7,100 yards shot a 77 and a 76. And that 76 Ooh. came with 35 putts. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I, I'm not, I'm Yikes. not going to limb here. I think, I think that break 80 podcast major could have, you know, oh, some drama coming down. Some teeth, I've yeah. been, 
I've been I looking hard so. for. I gotta find a trophy with some old corny golf trophy and put it on like a wooden thing with it's scripted winners on there. <laughs> okay, most putts. Right. Uh, and then I played a course called Ouija Creek. Um, it was it just outside of the Bend area, very tree lined, very narrow. I moved up a tee box there just because it, it was so narrow off the tee, and ended up shooting par. And I had three three putts for par on three different par fives really didn't wasn't attacking with the putter there either. Uh, and then had about a seven footer on the last hole for birdie that I lipped out to go under par. So really my first, I believe it, I want to say it's my first par, my second par at a, a decent golf course. Um, I've shot under par at the rock, of course, the shamrock and, uh, <laughs> have shot under par at my, my home track, duck creek golf course but that measures out to 5700 yards from the tips so i don't i don't quite count that one uh so this is one of the the lower scores i've had in in my career and another tremendous putting day i think i i want to say my greens and reg there were something like 81 percent and i think i had i think i had ball strikers back (laughs) 34 putts or 35 putts yeah it was another great great outing we'll make sure we have the major at uh the casino in Iowa again, just to build a league. Yeah, exactly. So any other takeaways you were going to say something else to me before you wrapped it up here? Oh my God. The, the Jojo's out in, uh, in Bend, Oregon. Uh, they are these, they're like potato chips, but they're super fat. They're like French fry fat in, in size. Fantastic. Okay. Okay. Uh, the dive bar scene there sure is still awesome. Weed. Nope. No weed. No weed. Not my, not my thing. So very available. It may be soon to come here. We'll see. It yeah, could it be is. a whole pod talk uh, next episode. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, anybody that, uh, that got their golf fill this week, hopefully you guys gave it a listen, made it to the end of this, but uh, yeah, it's uh, the summer's approaching and you know, we're going to hopefully kind of roll out a little bit more, content as we're all golf coaches and there's not much playing going on it's more of the weekend you know here and there hit or miss um hopefully as the seasons wrap up and 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 mike and i you know finish our our teaching um duties we will uh see some more golfing and then get that going so anyways with that being said the difference between 79 and 80 is everything Maybe today's the day I brigade you. Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the 80 as the gold. Where you hit it on one? Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80.